Thursday, January 23rd. Welcome to Culture Shift here on WDET. I'm Amanda LeClaire. And a short edition of the show today, as we'll be joining NPR's special live coverage at 1 p.m. to continue hearing opening remarks at the Senate impeachment trial of President Trump. But while we have the opportunity, we're going to give you a little bit of a break from the news and get you up to date on what's happening around Detroit today. One event happening tonight at 6 at the Ruther Library is going to really be something special. It's a performance by the one and only Detroit Ambassador of Soul, Melvin Davis, and celebrated jazz guitarist Ron English. Now, the reason for this performance that's happening at the Ruther is to bring attention to the library's incredible audio and visual archives. And now they want to bring some attention to the oral histories of Detroit's musicians. So joining me right now, live in studio, is the wonderful Melvin Davis. Hi, Melvin. Oh, let me get that up. Now we got the mics up. Hi, Melvin. Hello, Amanda. How are you today? <laughs> Doing good. And also, Carlton Golds, director of the Detroit Sound Conservancy, and Megan Courtney, outreach archivist for the Ruther. Now, before we get into talking about some of these archives, uh, I want to talk about the uh, the performance tonight because it's not really often you have these kind of performances at the Ruther Library. Melvin, can you can you give us a preview of what's going to be happening? Yeah. Well, tonight we're going to be celebrating this great music mecca that Detroit is. And uh, it's a great, great opportunity and honor for me to be a part of this event because uh, I am part of the history of this city. And the history is so much deeper and so much more involved than a lot of people realize. Yeah. You know, I mean, Motown is our crowning glory, but the roots of Detroit are so deep. And I am just excited uh, to be a part of this event and uh, to be thankful for WDET because you do reveal the history and that history does belong to the next generation. Oh, well, thank you so much, Melvin. Yeah, we're going to be playing uh, one of your songs later in the interview that you're going to tell us a story about because you have been a performer and a songwriter here in the city for decades now. Absolutely. Musician, writer, producer, label owner. As a matter of fact, uh, promoter. Just about anything that you could do in the music industry I've been involved in. No, oh, so, sorry, go ahead. I have a great love for the music industry and I have a great love for people. So it gives me an opportunity to, I call it an opportunity to bring harmony and unity to my community. Yeah. And, and I want to get Megan and Cor uh, Cartlin on this a little bit too as well because the Ruther Library is really known uh, as a uh, archival material place for the history of the UAW and other political events around Detroit. But now there's this highlighting of wanting to archive Detroit's musical legacy as well. So we are probably internationally well known for the labor collections, but we have a huge amount of stuff related to the history of Detroit in particular. So politicians, um, community organizing, things like that. And those are also reflected in our AV materials. Um, we have a small amount of um, related to music material, but one of the things we're really proud of is our oral history collections. And part of that is because those oral histories fill in some of the gaps. So if you are a fan of Melvin's music and you hear his records, then you have some of the information. But what happened? How did the record get made? What was it like for him? Who worked on it? Um, how, what, how did his family feel about? That's all the kind of stuff that's going to be reflected in an oral history. So we're trying to help people understand this broader picture. And we're really happy to be working with the Detroit Sound Conservancy on this because they focus all their energy on Detroit's musical past. So I wonder if Carlton wants to say a little bit about that. <laughs> Good afternoon. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Melvin's saying that Detroit is a music mecca. Uh, Detroit is an archival mecca. And I don't think enough people in the city know that. 
the pride they should take in the archives and libraries that we have within walking distance of this very studio is profound. Uh, there's nothing like it. It really in the Midwest, uh, you know, we've got the Charles Wright Museum, we've got the Ruther, we've got the Detroit Public Library, we've got the Wayne State Libraries. If you throw in Sound Conservancy and uh, you know the DIA and their archives, I mean, and I know I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but just it's an incredible place. And we also train archivists in the city at Wayne State University, the School of Information Science. I mean, it's just the the, the people we create here go around uh, the country and the world and 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 do archival work. And uh, we're just so happy to be be able to partner successfully with, last year was the Detroit Historical Museum and a big exhibit, this year with the Ruther with a installation of the Bluebird stage. And Megan, can you talk about the, the how the program actually works? Like who is out there uh, recording these materials and, and how is the process, the criteria for uh, what you want to save? How has that been chosen? So um, as far as who conducts the interviews, a lot of the uh, interviews related to the music community here in Detroit are actually conducted by Wayne State students as part of their training to become archivists. Um, Sometimes they are conducted by archivists who are full-time on staff. Um, But in terms of figuring out what is important, we have um, a field archivist. His name is Dr. Lewis Jones, and he is critical in deciding what kinds of things we will ask people to donate to us. But that's something worth knowing about archives. Um, is that people go out and request these materials, and we're dependent on people like Melvin to be kind enough to be willing to share their stories and donate that to the public for future research. Yeah, so give me a, a few examples of what you guys have so far. Uh, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we uh, are happy to have is particularly local music, but it goes further beyond that as well. Um, there is, I know we sp- spoke recently about an interview with Sippy Wallace and uh, Sun Ra. It's the kind of stuff that you wouldn't expect to be at the Ruther Library. Um, people often talk about archives as a place that they're discovering things. We try to make them as discoverable as possible, but there's so much that will surprise you um, that's going to be located in collections and archives. And again, tonight at the Ruther Library, uh, doors are at 6, and there are performances at 6.30 and 7.30 featuring Detroit's Ambassador of Soul, Melvin Davis, and uh, celebrated jazz guitarist Ron English going to be performing on the legendary Bluebird stage, which is having its own residency at the Ruther Library. Um, I want to go back to uh, Carlton and, and, and Melvin, because Carlton, when we were talking yesterday about this interview, um, I I was really curious about how in this age of information we're obviously in, we're overrun with information. We're overrun with, you know, finding people's stories via their blogs and things like that. So if I could go online and read about the history of, say, United Sound Systems or read about Melvin, I could read about your career on Wikipedia. What is the benefit of having these stories recorded? Well, I think uh, it's a great question. I've been thinking about even overnight past our conversation yesterday. Uh, You know, Melvin is all the things that he says he is, plus he's an activist. I mean, I don't know if he would say that he is, but he's clearly an activist, and so is Ron English, too. You know, they are community-involved people. They're running their own record labels at different times in their careers. They're trying to be independent, and they're trying to speak to the history of of Detroit music and the culture here. Um, and I think the, the reason why is these stories have something to tell us right now. You know, yes, of course, they're for the, the future, but time is short for us. We are all, we are all mortal. And uh, Melvin Davis has something to tell us today if we're willing to listen. And I think a culture and a civilization that listens to its music, musicians, that listens to its artists, uh, who listens to their poets, is a healthier uh, society. And 
that's the basic premise of the Sound Conservancy. And for the Ruther, you know, their mission is labor and urban culture, you know, <clears throat> Detroit urban culture. To talk about the labor movement without talking about the place they all hung out after the after the uh, the big speech or the big march or the big strike is is crazy. People don't live just on the march, you know, and that's where the Bluebird comes in. Places like the Bluebird on the west side of Detroit in the 1940s and 50s, it was a place for people to breathe, to create, and to um, relax for a moment between uh, the, the moments of, of, of deep struggle within the civil rights movements after World War II. Right, and so some of these nuances that, that could get lost in just a, a Wikipedia article or a short news story or something. Melvin, I would love to actually hear some of these nuances from you, some of these stories. I know we have a song that we're going to be playing in a few minutes called Why Can't We Communicate? But what kind of things, as, as someone who has been in Detroit's music history, uh, musical legacy for so many decades, what are some of the nuances of the, the history of soul and jazz here that you feel like people miss? Well, Detroit is truly a magical city, and there's no other like it on the planet. It is the headquarters of rhythm and blues. More rhythm and blues music has been recorded in Detroit than any other city on the planet. Many people don't realize that there were 300 fledgling record labels in the city of Detroit. And the reason that they were able to participate in the music industry was because of United Sound Studios. That's why to save that history... And to assist Carlton in any way that I can to make sure that that building isn't destroyed like so many others have been, like Fortune Records. You can go where it was, but it's not there anymore. And also um, on Davison there, um, the um, um, Wingate studio. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, the name escapes me right now. I was part of it. Yeah, Golden World. Golden World, yeah. And uh that building is no longer there. So basically what we're doing is we're just tearing down and destroying the history of our great musical legacy. And, uh, I mean, the reason there are many reasons why so many Detroiters aren't familiar with it because the music in Detroit was so far ahead of the rest of the world until I think the city got spoiled. Because the first time I went to Europe in 2004, it was an amazing experience. I was in tears several times because it actually revealed my value in the music industry to me. Because I've written 600 songs. I think I've had more flops than anybody else in the business. <laughs> but the reason that that was, these were great songs. But the competition in the city of Detroit was amazing. Mm -hmm. So you had to not just be good, you had to be great in order to compete. So there were hundreds of other um, and, um, people that... In, that that were involved in the music industry that didn't make it big. However, that should not negate the contributions that they made because that fills out the entire tapestry of what this history is all about. Motown is our crowning glory, but our roots only enhance and make that story so much more interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we have DJs and other music collectors coming from all over the world to dig through crates <laughs> at whatever record store they can find in Detroit to find these gems that, as you're saying, didn't make it big on the radio, but Absolutely. were so good. And some of these 45s, if you have them in your attics or basement or whatever, like, for instance, my song, Find a Quiet Place, is worth $3,500 a copy. Wow. And the British and the Europeans have taken our music and made it a way of life. And when I was there, I was going like, wow, 
Why can't we have this in my own city where it came from? And that's what I'm about now, just like you guys, trying to bring this music. I've got a line that I use on my posters sometimes, celebrate the history. Because history uncelebrated will soon be history lost. And every set of eyes sees something different. If we're standing side by side, I can't see me and you can't see you. So there are so many stories that are going to go untold because the people have passed away. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to have my book in the next year or two because it is very, very extensive because I've been doing this for over 60 years now. And I've worked with so many people, been influenced by so many people. I just feel so fortunate. I don't think I would be this Melvin Davis in any other city. But uh, kudos to you guys for what you're doing because this is how it's done. Word to mouth and celebrate our positiveness, especially like tonight. We're going to have a great time. Mm -hmm. So if you're tired of all the BS that's going on around and and all the problems that you have, and, you know, it's like my song, WCTP, We Come to Party here in Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to agree. Watching you perform, Melvin, is is, is a true pleasure. And uh, if if you're out there and you have not had that opportunity yet, come to the Ruther Library tonight. Doors are at 6, performances at 6.30 and 7 with Melvin Davis and guitarist Ron English on the Bluebird stage in the Ruther Library. Uh, so, Melvin, like I said, we do have a song we're going to be going out on of yours called Why Can't We Communicate? And you told me you had a story about this song. This song was written 50 years ago, and it was a question that I had, and I'm surprised that there hasn't been a song out since then with that title because uh, it's a great question, and I'm just amazed that after 50 years it's more relevant now than it was then. The first time I recorded it was when I was working with Wayne Kramer and uh, Radiation, Tim Schaaf on bass, who has passed away. We did a good version then, but I think an even better one that we have on the new CD, Double or Nothing. I will have some copies tonight if someone's interested. And uh, it was recorded with the Rock Mill Rhythm and Blues Band, and they are going to be with me tonight. I've got to mention on bass, we're going to have Dave Ursick on guitar, Matt Thibodeau on keyboard, the infamous... McKinley Jackson on drums, Todd Boshma, and of course my soul angels, DPS, Diane Mathis of the Debonairs, Ping Spells, and Shirley Hayden. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be quite a show tonight at the Ruther Library. So you want to get into it now? Should we play Why Can't We Communicate? Yeah, because this is a question that everybody should think about right now. And, uh, you know, because really there's no reason. There's just a lot of excuses because we have so, so many things in common and so many things alike until we should not focus on our differences. And we should go ahead and just do what we're doing right here in the city now, bringing it back, making it greater than ever, because I think this city has an opportunity to be an example for the planet. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So thank you so much, Carlton Goals of the Detroit Sound Conservancy, Megan Courtney of Wayne State's Ruther Library, and, of course, the great Melvin Davis. And I'd also like to mention, after tonight, this coming Sunday evening, I will be at PJ's Lager House on Michigan Avenue. And uh, after tonight, if you feel like dancing, come on out Sunday afternoon at PJ's. Sunday's at PJ's. All right. So this is Melvin Davis. Why can't we we communicate here on Culture Shift? Come on, people. Participate. Don't you know we got to? Communicate. Come on, people. Participate. Don't you know we got to? Communicate. Don't hesitate. Participate. Procrastinate. Communicate. Come on. Participate. People, we got to. Communicate. Why you won't hesitate? 
participate.